Okay, so the this topic is kind of what I wanted to make the original episode about, um, but it I started to fall very heavily into like Reddit, the Reddit energy of like commodity fetishism, and that's what and that's again what I'm trying to avoid, right? Um, so hopefully I still pull it off, but there is a lot of talk, especially in like the right wing part of the internet that's always like why is it that these like you know mo- otherwise macho like bodybuilder types are really into anime why is it that the most racist accounts are those anime avatar accounts or whatever um why is it like why is anime such a big thing especially amongst dudes in the west and i think and it's always been, it's been i mean I, I i've grown up liking it my whole life so i have a bit of experience on the topic but i think it's because of the other than the obvious, right, that there's a lot of action, there's a lot of fights in them, there's um, a continuous storyline, so, like, Amer- American cartoons didn't don't really have adult themes or continuous storylines, they are typically um, a flavor of the week type of things, where it's, like, or monster of the week things, um, which is, like, a term from Scooby-Doo, or, like, they're always self-contained storylines in 22 minutes or whatever, however long cartoons are, and they happen every week so that anyone can show up anytime without having any prior knowledge about the series and understand what's going on. It is very rare, especially in older cartoons, for there to be an overarching theme or plot, right? So when you're, you know, and if there is action, it's typically limited, right? So it's like some scuffle that happens for like 12 seconds, right? It's not like it's a defining key of the show, even in action-oriented shows. Um, so when you're, you know, eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, and you're watching cartoons, and all of a sudden you see, like, a Dragon Ball Z or something that dedicates multiple 22-minute-long episodes solely to a fight, then you go, holy shit, the the level of tension, the level of uh, peril, whatever, is dramatically increased especially when you're that young and impressionable, when a fight and a conflict is um, focused on for that long, right? It, it really feeds into that, like, male primal urge for, like, combat or for, like, competition or whatever. Like, so it really speaks to boys, right? So leaving putting that part aside, which I think is undeniable, and that's why a lot of people get into it anime to begin with it's just and especially people who don't get into it particularly deep and like maybe like one show like they might only like Naruto they might only like Dragon Ball Z or whatever shows that do this or they only like because there are shows that definitely transcend this that, um like Dragon Ball Z uh, is has transcended anime it doesn't really have it feel like anime to a lot of people Yu-Gi-Oh is another one where it's transcended in Pokemon those are like three shows that are so pivotal to American culture that they don't, that people would forget that they're anime. Like, even I forget that they're anime half the time. And I've read the source material, right? Um, but there is a, there's something to be said about, um, not just that there's an overarching continuous storyline or that there's a lot of action. The thematic elements of anime are what really hooks you and keeps you there, right? So, sure. I, let me point out the obvious that there is a lot of things that aren't particularly adult, right? There's a lot of those like harem style shows. shows. There's a lot of the big titty 2D anime waifu shit. There's a lot of like, um, you know, there's a, the aesthetic can often be childish. There's ways to redditize literally anything, right? But if you notice much about Reddit, even there are, there are definitely anime subreddits. Reddit is not anime friendly. Um, on the whole, I would say Reddit is pretty anti-anime. They're very pro-animation. They love cartoons. They love Steven's Universe. They love Rick and Morty. They love um, Marvel and DC cartoons. Like, the Batman animated series is probably really popular. I don't know for sure. And while there is definitely anime references, like Naruto, like, but they don't... Reddit is not overarching on the whole, friendly to anime. And the reason for that is because, again, it fosters ideas that they do not like. Anime, if you watch enough, I mean, if you watch really any fucking series, that's, I, I mean, it's really, I'm really hard-pressed to find a series that doesn't speak to the themes I'm about to get to 
but all the themes in pretty much any major successful series that gets an anime adaptation, they all have themes that are pretty universal, right? So first and foremost, they all have themes of hard work versus talent. That is the core of any shonen anime. I don't think I've seen any one that does not have this. So there's typically... Um, in anime, a, rival, a rivalry. It's it's a it's a theme. It's a it's a plot device that they really like and enjoy. And like for example, there's a lot of editor notes. Like if you get into a series like Naruto, for example, when he first imagined it, he didn't have the rival character of Sasuke. That wasn't in there, right? They add this to any shonen series. Shonen meaning a uh, young boy to like teenage boy series, whatever, right? Um, and then there, there are different classifications, but we can get, that's not really important right now, but they always put a rivalry and typically the rivalry is defined by a main, one main selling point. There's typically a failure and there's typically a, a natural born genius. And typically the difference between the failure and the natural born genius, the reason why this rivalry works is because the failure is typically born with absolutely no natural ability. Maybe like one quirk, for example, that allows him to like succeed right um in fact the term quirk is literally used in a series like my hero academia um but like in haikyuu for example which is a series i just watched it's like about volleyball that has absolutely no supernatural elements in it the the defining feature of hanada the main character is that he's really really determined and love truly loves the game of volleyball and he will work harder than anybody else until he's the best, right? That's his defining feature. Meanwhile, his rival, Kageyama, is a natural-born genius who also works very hard, but it's because he works very hard because he is, an, again, a natural-born genius at the, at the sport and also is just in love with it as well. So this rivalry is able to manifest because it's the hard work and determination versus natural-born genius and also determination, right? This same thing is seen in Dragon Ball Z, for example, between Goku and Vegeta. You know, yeah, in this case, Goku's the natural-born talent, and Vegeta's also a natural-born talent, but less so, right? Or you have um, Naruto and Sasuke, as I said before. Naruto is the also kind of a natural-born talent, but we, they, don't, they try to downplay it, and he shows hard work and determination because he's a fail. He's overall a failure. Versus Sasuke, who is a genius, and he continues to be a genius the entire show. And that dynamic's often played up. Um, so you get the point, right? The other theory, the other thing that's in these series is the is that you follow, typically follow a single continuous plot of this failure character through overwhelming hard work and determination, moving slowly or slowly towards their goal right they always have some lofty goal that has never been that is ridiculous to everyone they talk to they have so like you know your Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates Naruto wants to be the Hokage etc etc they always have some crazy goal and everyone they talk to thinks they're fucking insane for it and you watch the progression through sheer determination and hard work of this singular character who's told no at every possible chance at every possible corner, he's progressing, and he's slowly changing the minds of the people around him. Right? This, this, this determination and hard work in the face of adversity, as they approach a goal, is the core of pretty much every shonen series. It, I mean, every shonen series from Dragon Ball Z on. It, it, it doesn't exist prior to Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hakusho. That didn't really exist. Um. I don't even think it's in Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, it doesn't really exist before Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z kind of created that template, but once it became, once it showed itself, it has never left this anime. So there's that, and there's um, also there's a quality to every show that they all have. The other quality to every show is that they all have a mentor, right? And there's typically a student-teacher-mentor-mentee relationship that shows itself. Um, And this is another one of... And it's usually the main 
emotional relationship centerpiece of the series outside of the rivalry between you know the, the protagonist and his I guess antagonist it's not really typically a true antagonist but between that and his rival there is a mentor mentee relationship that's typically the centerpiece of the of the show and is often played up very heavily more so than and this stands in stark contrast to like a western series that would definitely not have a mentor mentee i mean it's very few and far between like to the point where like mr miyagi is considered is like a staple of western culture because this exists or like obi-wan kenobi is a staple of western culture because this mentor mentee relationship shows itself there are not many series that have no or yoda and luke skywalker or um like again I'm, I'm trying to think and i'm i'm really pressed to try to come up with another major uh mentor mentee relationship see like and this doesn't exist in, our, in western culture that heavily right and note that at least one of those was japanese mr miyagi is a japanese uh mentor right but mentor mentee relationships are fundamental to our to growing up and it's and it's a it's a innate desire, especially in men, to want to have a mentor, right? You look them out. You, you seek them out, right? And this is part of the reason why academia is so important or, like, apprenticeship is so important. And it, and it's why men often, you know, bury themselves other than, like, their own in, innate purpose. They bury themselves in their work because they're looking and they look up to people, right? We, we all understand as, like, a core of male psychology to, like, look up to, like, a father figure. That's understood by everyone, even if that mentor-mentee relationship isn't often played up in Western media. But in Eastern media, and on anime specifically, it is very heavily emphasized. In every major series, we can name the mentor-mentee, right? Yu Hakusho is Genkai and Yusuke and Naruto. He is, um, what's his face? Jiraiya, and whereas Goku has Roshi. Um, and this is in every series. Like, and if they don't have one at the beginning, they they get one later on. This mentor-mentee relationship has to exist at some point, um, even if it's a little more ambiguous, right? Like in in Haikyuu, there's not one, but he finds and seeks out mentors at different f f phases of the series, right? And this is a very critical thing because again, we're speaking to this mentor-mentee relationship speaks to the adultification process, as I mentioned earlier. Insofar as the the mentor only exists because they've crossed some boundary or threshold or hurdle that the protagonist has not done so yet and that is critical in understanding what the appeal is in this in in these series um and then of course there's like the the honor culture again which again it, it kind of feeds it it's it's feeds into and it's the reason why the mentor-mentee relationship is played up so much because again in, J in Japanese culture there's uh, hierarchy is very important rigid hierarchies are, are built into the language right so like in high school underclassmen refer to upperclassmen as senpai because they're older um, your your teacher is your sensei blah 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 there's, there's honorifics that are added to the end of when you address people um to, to display their rank with relative to you. It's, it, this happens not just with, like, you're in a professional setting, but even with your siblings and, like, people who are just your friends. Like, if you're unfamiliar with them, you have to refer to them based on age and rank and respect and honor and shit like that, right? So this hierarchy is a desire that is is in Western culture, but it's not in our language, so that's missing. And it's also downplayed, especially in American culture, especially with as democracy and you know and egalitarianism and ideas of relativism pervade culture um hierarchy is being admonished right a hierarchy is seen as patriarchal hierarchy is seen as colonialism colonialist and it's being removed at every possible opportunity by you know left-wing types right it is being it is seen currently is not is seen as a remnant of a patriarchal past right and especially when you throw in things like the internet which are leveling hierarchies all around and democratizing literally everything from a technological standpoint it is there is a growing gap uh 
and a, and a growing need for hierarchy and the desire towards hierarchy, um, especially in the male consciousness. And there are very few places to get that, especially when, you know, jobs are being replaced by technology, especially when you don't see much opportunity on the horizon because of, you know, maybe massive immigration or your lack of skills or this and the other thing. So where are you going to go and look for it? And one of the key places, other than sports, other than weightlifting, other than competition of these sorts, if in your in your recreation, there are things like anime that play up and emphasize and 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 extol the value of hierarchy and of these masculine traits. Okay, and uh, I'll be back in a little bit to kind of wrap things up. Okay, so to wrap this up, where we're at right now. So the beginning of this was to talk about ratification as the enemy. Talk about the adulthood process. We're talking about the adulthood process and how the process of coming of age, the process of embracing that you are an adult in an age that does not, that enables your arrested development and ultimately how anime plays into that and why it's so appealing to many people, especially of millennial and Zoomer generations. And I think a lot of this is, again, other than the traits I already spoke of, the qualities of the stories that I've already spoke of, I think a lot of this also plays into the defining trait, the defining masculine adult trait that needs to be emphasized and needs to be cultivated in everyone. And I think I speak... I can speak from a place of experience, especially with respect to this podcast, um, in that, like, I had a breach of, oh, before I get to that, um, the, the defining idea, the defining masculine trait that, that it needs to be emphasized is integrity. And now I had a thread, I had a conversation on, about this the other day on Twitter and the first, and someone posted this like really fucking resentment 
slave morality bullshit about how, oh, you know, um, I have so much integrity, but uh, I'm unsuccessful with women, and I'm just, and it's the most fucking juvenile, childlike understanding, I've like of integrity. First of all, you don't have integrity. That's the first and foremost. Integrity is the it it, it inescapably there is invariably the truth that integrity is the most important and it's the most defining trait amongst anyone who is successful with women or otherwise. Anyone you've ever met who is successful has this trait in spades. I don't care what anyone says. And the discussion I had um, veered off into the direction of how uh, I'm wrong, essentially, because dark triad traits are is um, disproportionately found in successful people. And that's uh, the truth of that is dubious at best, right? I think that maybe disproportionately sure it is the case that these traits exist, especially like Machiavellianism in particular. But integrity is the trait that is universally experienced amongst anyone who's successful. And what do I mean by that? It's important to understand that integrity is not a moral claim, right? You can be immoral and still have high levels of integrity. Prime example of that being the Yakuza or like the Mafia. Um, you can be Machiavellian and still have high levels of integrity. A prime example of that being like Hillary Clinton, for example, or like the Clintons or politicians in general, where they'll, yeah, they'll demonstrate like one thing to your face, but they'll demonstrate to their constituencies, for example, some perceived whatever. They'll, they'll lie to their the constituency um, in order to you know, further their own ends, but it's not that they're not demonstrating integrity. They're demonstrating integrity probably still to the people who truly back them, right? So it's like, let's take Clinton, for example, because she's such a notable figure. It would be, it is naive and truly dumb of you if you don't think that she's, demon, like, if she makes a promise or a commitment to, like, say, Wall Street backers or whomever the powers that be are, that she won't follow through. We all know if you vote her in, that she's lying to you, a powerless pleb, right, about what she'll do in office, we do know for a fact, and everyone knows that she's going to further globalist, meaning she's going to push, you know, trade deals, she's going to stuff the pockets of the people who, on Wall Street, who pay her $600,000 to speak, you don't get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak, um, at events of private private events, you don't make billionaire friends, etc. If you aren't following through on your plans and on the uh, commitments you make to those people, if you are within the Clinton's inner circle, if you're within the inner circle of the Yakuza, if you're within the inner circle of the mafia, and they make a commitment to you, they will get 100% follow through on that commitment. And this person, again, couldn't differentiate the moral claim about integrity being a moral virtue um idea regarding that you're integrity you have integrity if you demonstrate virtue and they couldn't differentiate integrity as like a behavior that that you follow through in your plans because you're incentivized to do so and i think that that's again naive right and i think that the to think that is demonstration is all the demonstration you need to understand that they don't have integrity. And why do I say that? And the, the reason for that is if you think that someone only maintains their integrity because they want to get something out of it, if they only demonstrate that they'll follow through on their words if you provide incentive, it shows that they don't have integrity intrinsically. They are only demonstrating morality because they think that there is a... Um, positive outcome on the other side. They think there's a reward for their morality, right? It's like to to base it back to the original tweet. The guy thinks that he needs to demonstrate high integrity because women are, are attracted to the trait of integrity. He thinks that women should want to have sex with him because he demonstrates integrity. This is the same idea as like the 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 friend zone, for example. Oh, I'm showing that I'm a good person you should want to sleep with me, which inherently means that you're not a good person and you don't actually believe anything you're saying. And it's this dis, this lack of congru, uh, congruity, congruence, lack of congruence between their internal state and the actions they're showing, which is what makes them lack integrity, 
Okay, you see, just it's a little bit, it's a subtle point, but it's very important. People who have high levels of integrity, the reason they have high levels of integrity, well, whoops, the reason that they uh, demonstrate that they'll follow through on any commitment they make is not because they expect you to give them a reward. They follow through on the commitments they make because it destroys their self-concept if they don't follow through, right? So, for example, if I say that I'm going to, even if I don't tell anyone, if I say I'm going to go to the gym every four times a week, right? And I consistently make excuses to myself and I go, okay, I'm actually going to go three times this week. Oh, I'm actually going to go two. Th-. You know what I'm saying? That that incongruity between your actions and your execution and your word messes with your own self-concept, okay? So, like, if you always follow through on what you say you're going to do, then if you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to write a book, then that book will get written because you subconsciously believe that your word is law. The reason why integrity is such a critical and important thing to cultivate, especially as a male, especially as an adult, is because is not because you expect the world to reward you specifically for your for making some commitment verbally. That is the that is again lacks integrity. That is not actual integrity. The reason why you follow through on your commitments a hundred percent of the time or follow through or at least honor your commitments because sometimes you know obviously reality has its you know sometimes things don't go your way right but you will always honor your commitments it's because your self-concept will be uh, destroyed if you don't if you don't follow through on your word then you subconsciously understand about yourself that you're not a person who follows through on their word and as such you'll make excuses as such you won't the outcomes that you're striving for will not manifest themselves because not just you, but everyone around you, everyone, reality itself begins to obstruct you. However, you are consistently following through on your word. Reality begins to open up because you are a person who intrinsically on a, on a metaphysical level is a person who follows through on what they say. If that makes sense, this is hard to explain to people who don't understand intrinsically that into, the the crux of integrity so it might still be dubious it might still not get through to you but i i I implore you to understand integrity is workability it's reliability it's uh follow through it's congruence okay if the integrity of a wheel is broken then the wheel is not useful anymore you see what i'm saying you can't get from a to b if if you're the wheel on of of your vehicle is lacks integrity. You see, if if the integrity is damaged of a wheel, you can't continue to move forward. The integrity of your vehicle, the integrity of yourself, needs to be the thing you maintain above anything else. Once your your vessel is is at its highest point for integrity, then you will get to your ends. And this again is demonstrated time and time again in anime, and is one of the most appealing. Um, fascinations of it because all these characters from day one point blank are like I will do X okay and this is what makes Luffy for example in One Piece one of the most interesting characters to ever watch because if you if you listen to what he says he's like I'm gonna kick so and so's ass I'm gonna do this I'm gonna save you I'm gonna do works whatever and it doesn't matter what chaos ensues because he's a very chaotic character he will do anything he can to make sure that that end happens same thing with Lelouch in Code Geass. Same thing with Kira, or Light in Death Note. Same thing with Naruto. It's same. It's it is a universal trait found in any anime whatsoever. Is that they say what they're going to do and they make it happen regardless of the situations that occur. Sometimes things don't go their way, but even if it doesn't go their way in the moment, they honor it and they make sure it happens. And this quality is so appealing and it and it is missing from our society, especially when leftist like Marxist narratives like oh the billionaires are sociopaths and that like that one that fucking narrative about how successful people are only successful because they're they're maliciously sociopathic and that they're Machiavellian that's the dumbest most fucking bugman shit I've ever heard and it is and it's that idea specifically that stops you from succeeding Right, and again, I can speak on this again because I also, obviously, waver in integrity. I I try to have these out on Sundays, and I don't always follow through. And you know, I, I'm only human, but and but I am working on it. I am making sure that 
even if this episode is late, I will make sure it's happening, and I will become more and more a person who maintains their integrity. I waver, but I I try not to, and I will continue to work until I never do. Right? Same exact thing. You know, this is what the the more that the idea of integrity is not understood as being a crux of masculinity is not a crux of not understood as being the crux of being an adult the the further we stray from the the way that society ought to be the natural order of things but um yeah I, I mean I think that point stands for itself and I think that if you if you don't understand what I'm talking about I strongly suggest you read One Piece or you read I think I mean One Piece is super long so I'm trying to think of a series that is shorter that gets the idea across I can't think of one right now but I uh, if you're if you're still not understanding the point I'm making I I, I implore you to to under to like to look into to either cultivate it on yourself maybe give yourself a week where it's like if you make a commitment you guarantee that you above anything else in your life commitment your ability to maintain integrity and to have that self-concept manifest will change fundamentally anything any everything that's going wrong in your life will fundamentally change and i can make that promise to you um but yeah that's it for this week be sure to like share subscribe if you enjoyed this episode please i i i would love to keep making this content um the more you share the more um more people listen to it the more ideas i get etc this it creates a feedback loop also please subscribe to the patreon um there are multiple tiers giving whatever you can will make will help this podcast succeed and then lastly um yeah i don't know actually i don't have anything else to say catch you guys later Come on.